I love to see you come in love and walk in. For what? I don't know. Just say it. <laughs> Let's see some shit. Yes, to see some shit. <laughs> Actually, we live? Yeah. All right. Welcome y'all to a holiday episode of Tech Files. Yeah. I crack open this. That's just smell strong. We are celebrating the fourth of July this week because next week when we record on the fourth, it's gonna be our three hundredth episode. So forget about the fourth next week on the fourth because three hundred episodes. But let's get into this week's show right now. Welcome to episode 299 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. Tim ain't here. I had to realize that. I was like, where's the itch, your boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you ain't looking at me. I definitely looked at the sign like, where's the itch, your boy? Uh, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three. He's sick. He ain't gonna get the whole intro. He ain't here. He's sick. He ain't got the energy to scream out, get it to me. That's all I got. It was a force for me to be that loud, just so you know. I'm the Air J. Only known as? The Air J. And I'm Camille Poirier of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. But better known as K. Diddy. Take that. Take that. I heard you last week when you was like, man, I, we're, when Camille ain't here, I'm man, like. Hey, I'll I be struggling, goddammit. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hey, I need to guess how you record it. So when you ain't here, I'll just push the button like, go, go get the bad lips going. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. So before we get into the show, a little housekeeping. As I mentioned, we are using this episode this week as a holiday episode. So what a holiday episode means is that's going to be a little bit more free flowing instead of me running point it's going to go popcorn style with us each picking topics and leading the discussion for them tends to be a little bit more fun a little bit more loose a couple yeah, more jokes I mean, y'all drinking on the yeah i know we're drinking on the job this week so just, just i ain't gonna consider this drink <laughs> <laughs> so that's what a holiday episode brings just so that you guys know i also want to start the show by saying thanks to these two on my left and my right for holding it down last week with Tim being sick and me grieving. Um, I've talked about my Uncle Tony on this show before, but he passed away on the 15th. So um, took some time away. And uh, I'm back because one thing Uncle Tony loved was listening to me talk about sports. So we here to make him proud. And on that note as well, if you're free tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, what's it, June 28th, mm-hmm. come on down to Broken Bat Brewery at 7 p.m. We're going to be doing a live Locked On Bucks show so i'll be there with uh kane with frank eric and justin so it's the full locked on bug squad you'll see some tech file folks in the audience trying to bum rush the stage at some point so make sure well tim ain't here maybe the bum rushing ain't gonna happen i don't bum rush (laughs) (laughs) i don't bum rush (laughs) tim said i hosted this show before i'm going up there so no make sure y'all come out uh it should be fun good bucks conversation and uh maybe i'll have another beer tomorrow since i'm having one today And oh, another. Just, you know, and <laughs> another one. <laughs> um, I do have a sports fact of the week. It's the 10-year anniversary of Giannis getting drafted by the Bucks. Oh, okay. And nothing Beautiful. was the same. Nothing was the same after that moment. Thank God. I had um, a Facebook memory pop up of Jabari getting drafted by the Bucks, and it was like, 
I think I've said this before, but it was like we thought that was the moment. We not did. knowing we already had, had to do. the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, Jabari's gonna be a great Batman. Maybe Giannis could be the Robin. Maybe right. yeah, or maybe Chris gonna be the Robin. Like we we didn't know. Mm. We didn't know. I just in the video, I just see the mayor like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the celebrations were real when we got because we did not want Embiid. I remember that everybody was like, "No, oh, he got injury concerns. Don't draft Embiid." And they said Jabari Parker. Everybody was like, "Yeah," it didn't they pan didn't out. Really but Jabari is one of my favorite books. I actually have a signed Jabari Parker jersey. At he home. might get back in the league. I saw that. That's good for him. I hope I hope so. I love Bari. Game that needs a name. <clears throat> What topic y'all want to do this week? Holidays. Oh, okay. That could be interesting. So if you're unfamiliar, the game that needs a name is what we call the game we play weekly. It is a rapid fire memory game where we choose a topic. As Eric said, this week we'll be doing holidays apparently. Okay. I mean, yeah. we can do that. And we keep listing holidays until we cannot list them anymore. You only get about five seconds to answer and you cannot repeat any answers. So with that being said, I said that in every holiday, just like flew out your mind. I'm so trying to only I got three strong after that. I'm like, oh, Eric, go ahead and kick us off since if we can go Eric, then myself, then Ken and continue to rotate around. Father's Day. Mother's Day. Easter. Christmas. Thanksgiving. Halloween. Hanukkah. Martin Luther King Day. Kwanzaa. Uh, um, Halloween. He said Halloween, didn't he? Hey, yep, I did. President's Day. Uh, Martin Luther King. I said that. God damn. <laughs> Literally just said that. Oh, for real? God damn. Oh, I, thought I, 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 I thought I had a kiss this week. I had something to touch. <laughs> as soon as you said Kwanzaa, I was going to go Juneteenth, but then he got out. So now that I'm going to oh, save yeah. Juneteenth and I'm going to come back to it. I was going to go down the calendar. Yeah, I was going to go President's Day. I was going to go. She kind of came at you like, he ain't going to say Juneteenth. Like, <laughs> he said Kwanzaa. So I was thinking <laughs> I that it went to you next. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. But then when you got out, it threw me off. So I was like, oh, never mind. But, woo, that was a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a shot. See, I, don't just go with the first thing I blurred out. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't confident about it. It was the first thing I thought of. Shoot, I was like, let's go. I'm winning. All right, let's start the show for this week then. Dude, dealer's choice on the music for this week. I don't know which. Oh, I had to see. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, them whistles be whistling. It's going to be some scatting like bat, 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 da, da, da. For the background, I didn't watch the BET Awards, but I, was, I came in the room while my wife was watching, and they were, I guess, Buster Rhymes got a Lifetime, oh, a Lifetime Award or something. I think, yeah. I um, he brought her all of Jamaica during his set. <laughs> but it was interesting, like, I think Pharrell, he's like, he kind of scats on the beat. I'm like, I never thought about that, but he really do. Like, that's, so that was a, a nice way to... Describe it. I see Sly and Shells in the comments. What's up, y'all? Hey, what's going on, brothers? Shell said he was at that draft party with us when they picked Jabari. By the way, the more you know. I remember him being. It was a man. It was a party up in that mug. <laughs> All right, with it being a holiday episode, going oh, in. Oh, Shells was there. I remember Shells. Yeah. I thought you meant uh, Sly. Going in uh, tech order. Eric. Oh damn. What's see, gonna be the first? Not up? being here. <laughs> it throws everything <laughs> off. Um, da, 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 da. we can talk about some NBA trades. Um, what's the most noteworthy one? Hey, if it's in transaction, say read off for transactions. So you, I know, I just want to start it off. Oh, I got you, I got you. Uh, 
I'll just go in order then. Um, the Hawks and the Jazz finalized the trade, sending John Collins to Utah for Rudy Gay and the future second round pick. I forgot Rudy Gay was still in the league. Man. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he like 36, 37? Yeah. That's yeah. no favorite player. Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. The only person I've ever heard <laughs> ever say that, that that's his favorite player, Rudy Gay. It's Snow and Rudy Gay, mama. <laughs> I will say shout out to Rudy Gay because I use his uh, upper release in 2K. That's my, my go-to. Upper release. I'm not going to make a gay joke about Look, Atlanta, so Jesus. moving on. <laughs> Somebody, did you see that tweet, by the way? Did you see this tweet? No, I didn't see it. I didn't see I'm going to read it to you because oh, I, yes. I couldn't believe what I saw on the internet. Somebody was like, dang, they got... They got they gay, gay in, Atlanta, in Atlanta, and they're like Atlanta being gay, <laughs> and they're like, "I'm talking Rudy. about Rudy Gay." <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, yeah, they getting gay in Atlanta, and then the next one said they been gay, and then someone said they traded for Rudy Gay, and they just said, "Oh my, oh, like <laughs> <laughs> my apologies, my bad." They've been gay. That's funny, but well, I mean, happy Pride Month, by the way, for sure. Hey. Um, yeah, so it was basically a salary dump. Atlanta got off, I believe, twenty. 25 million I think that was I think they roughly got off about 20 million like when you offset mm-hmm. the amount they sent out versus what they brought back in um I think they've been trying to trade John Collins forever and they got the worst return they could at this yep. point um and I, I know that there are various points in the past where they could have gotten much more than this at least most recently, like they had a deal in place with Phoenix right before they pulled the trigger for uh, KD, which mm-hmm. I think they would have gotten at least a first round pick back um, in that deal. So now they're up against the gun. Um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later um, when we get to my one thing. But the new CBA is really driving a lot of these moves. So if you see trades where it's like, damn, that's all they got back, like rest assured it's because like somebody's ducking the second yep. tax apron. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, I I don't know how much I love the fit of John Collins in, in Utah. Utah. It's weird. Like it can work for sure because like Lowry played the three. He is a three. He's Cleveland. just oversized. Mm-hmm. He is. But I think that I would like a little bit more versatility. Mm-hmm. Like with where and you're at your four with Lowry playing the four. Like then that allows you to play more wings. But like if you have Walker Kessler. John Collins and Lowry, like you kind of stuck playing those three the majority of the minutes at those positions. So. They also still have Kelly O'Lenning too, don't they? Uh, I don't know if they have to renounce him to open up the cap space that they would need to absorb John Collins. I'm not 100% sure about that. And John Collins is a weird four as well. I feel like he's only four because of his size and the fact that he can't uh, protect the run. He can't do that either But Uh I was going to say Like create his own shot That easily Which is why I feel more comfortable With Laurie playing the three Mm Because he going to try To go get himself a bucket At Mm -hmm. the very least So I don't know Like It was a buy low Thing for Utah So I get it It's free money And they've wanted John Collins for a while From my understanding Mm -hmm. So I get it And like John Collins Is super talented So it's not I'm not knocking him on that Mm -hmm. Um, But it's more so his fit in the modern NBA. It feels a lot like, you know, Roy Hibbert like 10 years ago. Oh, damn. Or um, like the old school fours that were like enforcers where it's just like the NBA is shifting in a way that's kind of like making certain player types obsolete. Mm-hmm. So like a big that can't protect the rim and can't shoot threes is kind of limited in what their role can be. Even if like they're a dynamic rebounder 
you know, a good roller can really jump out the gym. Like, if you can't shoot threes and you can't protect the rim, it's like on another level of that, it's like Sabonis, where it's like you got to be super good on offense to bring (laughs) To make up for it. Right, to make up for it because, again, like, it really limits your team building because you have to then get a center that can do one or both of those things. Uh Um, Or you got to have, like, a point guard that can really set up that guy to be a finisher. So, again, like, it, it doesn't give you as much versatility as I think you would want in the modern NBA. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. So as soon as I started reading off this trade, I realized what the top trade of the month. <laughs> yeah, week it, probably it was very because um, of the order. Yeah, is uh, Boston traded guard Marcus Smart to Memphis um, in the three-team deal. Um, Boston received Chris Stapps Porzingis and draft compensation, including the 25th pick, which they then subsequently traded like five different times. <laughs> um, that's what Boston received, and then Washington got guard. Tyce Jones from Memphis, and then Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and the 35th pick from Boston. Um, so Marcus Smart is gone. Marcus Smart's in the West now. He's your problem to deal yeah, with know, uh, four times a year. How you feeling about Marcus Smart with the Grizzlies? Um, definitely not happy about it. Anything that's <laughs> making the Grizzlies um, better defensively is definitely not an advantage to ours at all. Um, so no, that's trash. <laughs> Nobody want to see that shit. I feel like Marcus Mart was born to be a Memphis Grizzly. Yep. Like, I the didn't think about it before him. the trade, but as soon as the trade came through, I'm like, that is like the perfect, that's a hand and glove fit. Yeah. He gonna um, get mad love down there. And it's interesting because they basically combined Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks into Together, one player. Now they got Marcus Smart. Um, Which, um, especially with Job missing the first 25 games, too, to have yeah. Marcus Smart there is gonna be really helpful. Uh, little shooting concerns if this Smart out there with Ja mm-hmm. with and Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Then you only got Desmond Bain, T Rex Arms, and uh Triple J <laughs> out there shooting. But the defense is gonna be crazy. Yeah. They definitely gonna be locking people down. And like just from a locker room I, like Grant, we don't know these people. So like I'm saying this based on the reporting that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like Marcus Smart would be good for their locker room just to give them like another adult in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I see Shells in the comment called him the flop god. <laughs> flop god. It's a fact. He's too good to flop as much as he do. That's, that's the part about Marcus Smart's game that's irritating, mm-hmm. where it's like, dog, you are talented. Why, also, why all the theatrics? But also, you put some sauce team, I'd be like, you know what, that's smart. You, <laughs> exactly. Just the rules. If they're not going to call it, then flop your ass off. Yeah. Um, he flopped this. himself into some losses a few times. <laughs> that is very fair. Um, How do y'all feel about Boston not having Smart and now having Porzingis there. Is Porzingis going to be healthy? <laughs> so that might not even, that might be obsolete. Between him and Rob Will, I don't know. Yeah. They might get 80 between the two of them. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, as a player, like, that is, I'm not going to say perfect, but it's a very good fit for what they want their bigs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, if you're thinking about combining <laughs> players that already exist on the roster, it's kind of like you get the shooting and offensive versatility of Al Horford and the rim protecting of Rob Williams to a degree. I'm going to say to to a degree. A small like, degree. <laughs> it's not like the bouncy like crash from the weak side but like definitely locking down the rim like that man just he big. T- I, but he was like a top 5 rim protector. This past season with Washington? Mm-hmm. Mm, I just watched Giannis dunk on him. I didn't I didn't consider I mean, Giannis dunks on everybody. I know, that's why I rim protection. I'm like, what is it? No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, like as a player type, I get it. 
we'll see how it meshes like it's something about boston that never quite earls like even when they're playing <clears> well <throat> it's kind of like because jason tatum's doing his thing over here and Jalen brown's doing his thing over here and then marcus smart is not taking bad shots for once or you know al horford is hitting the timely three right but it's, it, it never feels like it's like a cohesive unit mm-hmm. necessarily it's just like individual pieces going off um which porzingis doesn't really help with that <clears throat> I see in the comments, Shell said, I'm always skeptical of players that have a good season with a bad team. That is fair. Hmm, okay. And then the very next comment from Triple T, who said Porzingis had his best season last year, which, hmm. to Shell's point, does it raise any concerns where it's like, this is a bad team? Like, mm-hmm. you, you was hooping on a bad team because you had opportunity to do so. I mean, if you want to pay devil's advocate, like, he was good in New York. Dallas so got was hurt. a bad fit. Mm-hmm. And he was coming off an injury. Yeah. Um, he had like a less than half a season with Washington, and then once he got acclimated, he had a good year. So mm-hmm. I will say this too about him in Dallas: the bubble run in Dallas, they was actually they was, they yeah. was hooping. Yeah. Then after that, it was like, oh, never mind. This was this was fool's gold. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, listen, I know Marcus Smart can rub people the wrong way, but Boston is really gonna miss Marcus Smart. Yeah. I see why they were trying to trade Brogdon first. Like, yeah, then you go, 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 go ahead. <laughs> then they were like to do it we're going to have to get rid of the smart and they just kind of like ah, I guess so like let's do it but like also they tried to sell <laughs> they tried to sell the dummy brick to the Clippers they were like nah the Clippers said let me look at these medicals <laughs> absolutely not nah. <laughs> shoot the Clippers needs another <laughs> injured. chronically injured dude but yeah smart play and I know they also have Derek White on their roster so I mm-hmm. get part of why they're like well we can just move to Derek White and Derek White does do a lot of the same things that Marcus mm-hmm. Smart can give you and we saw that because Smart was hurt a lot last season you got to see him fill in but it's different, it's different. Marcus Smart can guard up mm-hmm. <laughs> I've watched Marcus Smart guard Giannis quite a few times and I've been very irritated watching him do it because I'm like <laughs> he shouldn't be this effective at this size what is going on here so like they lose the ability to have a guard be able to guard up and I mm-hmm. also think that Marcus Smart was a linchpin reason that their small ball defense used to be so lethal yeah. like they still got Tatum and they got Brown which is cool but to be able to have that point guard the point of attack something about it especially when he can get switched and it's not a problem and you know small doses you ain't trying to have him hold and beat the whole game but mm-hmm. you like know for all his warts like he does a lot of reason that Marcus Smart was in all of their best lineups yep yeah. basically since the day he was drafted Yep. Like he's been a positive plus minus guy his entire career, even when Boston was trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, they weren't trash because they make the playoffs, but like even when they weren't <laughs> as good as they the are Boston now. Boston that we know now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so Washington got basically Tyus Jones, <laughs> um, which gives him theoretically a starting spot if he's the one that wins. They point guard <laughs> battle royal. I don't because they have eighteen too many going on right now. <laughs> Um, but I like that for him. Um, mm-hmm. He, I think this is a contract year for him, so it's kind of like a prove it type audition of type of deal for, sure. for him in Washington. Um, and he should, you know, at least set the table for Jordan Poole, um, which can segue us into the next trade, which was Washington traded Chris Paul, who they acquired for Bradley Bill, to Golden State for Jordan Poole, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Ryan Rollins, and future draft compensation, which includes a 2030 top 20 protected first round pick. Chris Paul is a Golden State warrior. Did not, like, of all the possibilities. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. No. 
that was one I did not like. I'm like, oh, he'll be in California, and I'm thinking yeah. Clippers yeah. or Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not consider Sacramento. I did not consider Golden State, yeah. and here we are. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to watch. Like, looking at it from the outside, looking in, and like surface deep, like, how is it gonna work? But Chris Paul is he a vet? Like, he is a proven. You know, uh, proven star. So I feel like if anybody can conform or be able to kind of switch what they need to do to make us to work in the system, it'd be Chris Paul. That's a fact. I think That's it's funny fact. how the Warriors went from two timelines to fuck them kids in like yeah. four months. <laughs> and they got a different. Uh, G- Mike Dunley came in and said, "My way." Yeah. <laughs> and like, but again, like I said earlier, like this is also a direct um, response to the new CBA because Chris Paul has one more year at 30 million, whereas Jordan Poole is just starting his big deal, which goes an additional four years. Um, And Golden State needs to re-sign Draymond. And even setting aside like the personal animosity that I'm sure exists between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, Mm -hmm. I don't think that you could coexist financially with those two, even if you're willing to spend like, that's gonna be that will be a hefty bill. So they have one year where they have all these contracts, and then if Chris Paul does well, he can come back on a lower number, or they just wash their hands of that. Say we did that salary spot, and mm-hmm. they're scot free going forward. Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones backcourt. It's small. It is very small, but I'm curious to see how it, Jordan giving Jordan Poole the green light. Yeah, he definitely gonna cook. This man gonna average at least 25 a game. Oh yeah, easy this season. He easily gonna do that. Like that's that's coming. Yeah. Shots or points? Points. <laughs> he, he, it might be on twenty five shots. Like, that's uh, like both. <laughs> he gonna get him up. He gonna get him up. But it was, I was kind of like, dang, like, Poole thought he found a home in Golden State. Yeah. Won a chip, cashed out. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. And you get punched in the mouth. Man. A se- and I really wish we could be privy to how the locker room was and everything this season because from how they've I been talking <laughs> they've been saying like it was a challenging season for them and mm-hmm. I'm like I wonder why you got people sucker punching people at practice <laughs> man it'll be fuck this nigga every day and then day. Draymond had the nerve to get catch thrown out in the game here in Milwaukee because somebody said we're giving you a pass to be here because you were swinging on our boy like he, he was for real spook like man I ain't fuck with these <laughs> niggas man get this nigga up out of here B there's so many Milwaukee <laughs> niggas in, on Golden State they probably told him like hey bro <laughs> <laughs> you better take this serious. I didn't realize that first round pick is also he's from Glendale. From, yes, uh, more Wisconsin heading to to Golden State. The, uh, it's like Brandon Pol- Pol- something yeah. But Triple T's in the comments. He said that CP3 will help the second union, and their previous second union sat around and watched Paul shoot every shot. And I think I said this in our group chat, but it was like I understand the calculus from Golden State. It's like if we're already going to have a small defensively challenged guard Mm -hmm. like running our second unit it might as well be like one of the greatest point guards of all time yeah shoot he might unlock uh kaminga because we know what chris paul can do in pick and rolls Mm -hmm. kaminga is a great roll to the basket type of big too so he might be able to open up the game for him as well and i'll be curious to see what the lineups with chris paul and steph curry look like yeah because like the way chris paul play basketball is is not the golden state way of doing things it is very pick and roll heavy yeah but one thing Golden State was saying after they got put out in the playoffs by um, Lakers, Lakers mm-hmm. they're like, we could only score one way. 
Like it was constant high pick and roll with Steph Curry. Like they's like we could not find a different way to score the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think they feel like as if they have Chris Paul, it's going to be able to open up a different way for them to get buckets. Yeah. Because they're like doing a steady diet the same way to get buckets, it's going to get stopped eventually. Mm-hmm. I will say that I have learned my lesson from <laughs> the Lakers getting Russell Westbrook <laughs> and from Minnesota getting Rudy Gobert. Like these, I'm not going to give the benefit of the doubt anymore to these stylistic clashes. Like I'm going to give it a little bit more respect. Like it's probably going to take some adjustment. But mm-hmm. I will bet on the basketball, the collective basketball IQ of okay. Chris Paul, yeah. Steph Curry, Draymond Green if he resigns, Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr. Like it they'll figure like it, it out mm-hmm. to a degree, like where it's workable. Like I don't think it's just gonna be a complete tire fire like LA was and like Minnesota was when they were healthy. Yeah, because I mean the thing too with Westbrook's fit and Westbrook, yeah, Westbrook, Westbrook's fit in LA from the beginning. We were like, I don't see how this works because of how he plays and how you got LeBron in it. Like, we knew from the beginning, like, this doesn't seem like it's going to work. But I don't have that feeling about Chris Paul going to the Warriors. I kind of feel like he was like, they'll figure something. He's smart enough. And also, at this stage of his career, they only need about a good 20 minutes or so from him. Like, just take it easy. The biggest thing with him is going to be staying healthy. Yeah. which it should help if he's the backup point guard or plays, right, right. you know, 20 to 25 minutes a game. Like, that's not as much of a low on him mm-hmm. in the regular season. It's not like they need him every night, no. theoretically. Um, so, like, if they can manage him and his health throughout the regular season, hopefully that means that he can be healthy for them in the playoffs mm-hmm. when they actually need him and he can ramp up his minutes a little bit. It's a fact. Oh, uh, I forgot I was running this part. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the next trade is... I'm not going to go over all the draft day trades, just the ones that involve actual NBA players in them. Um, so, which actually, I guess, just kind of fold into a, three, a three-way <laughs> deal, basically. Um, Dallas traded the number 10 pick in Davis Bertans to Oklahoma City for number 12. Um, they also Dallas also picked up a traded player exception of like 20-some-odd million. Um, from trading... From trading Bertans into Oklahoma City's cap space. So that's why they went back, because it's like, we we doing you a salad by taking this into our cap space. I mean, it's not they're doing them a salad. It's just like, that's the that's mechanism. Because right. like you can't trade nothing for nothing. I mean, you can't trade something for nothing. So like they traded a player, and then because they just absorbed that salary, mm-hmm. it creates this traded player exception, which then they can use for up to a year. They used it within an hour <laughs> uh, to acquire Rashawn Holmes in the number 24 pick from SAC. So now SAC gets, Sacramento, gets uh, a trade player exception in response, not response, in return. For, for, for the trade. Yep. Um, but basically they're going to use that to create cap space. Like they'll renounce it and then they'll just use the cap space to presumably sign someone else. Because um, let me tell you, when I saw Dallas trade at 10 and a pick to move back, I was like, wait, what? Then hearing you talk about the science behind them, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, so Dallas picked Casey Wallace at 10. Oklahoma, no, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma City picked Casey Wallace at 10. Dallas picked uh, Derek Lively at 12. And then Omax Prosper at 24. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Let's only go. One reason why Marquette. I named off the people that got drafted. Did you expect him to be a uh, first-round no, pick when you were I watching? I did not. I did not. Until, like, leading up to the draft, people uh-huh. were saying, like, he's rising up. So I was like, oh, he's going he gonna to be a first-round draft pick. Go ahead. I meant, like, when you were watching him at Marquette. Nope. Was nope. there any? Nope. 
nope, nope, nope. Were you surprised when he declared? Yep. I was like, what you doing? <laughs> Don't be like Todd Mayo. But it worked out. First round. Right. That's Big Man, he knew up. what he was doing. Yeah. Shout out to Omax. I mean, like, but when you think about it, it makes sense. Like, he has a skill, skill set, set and for this the NBA. size for the NBA. So, like, he doesn't have to be a star in college to be a good role player in the NBA. It's probably detrimental if you are a star in college <laughs> to be a good role player in the NBA. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Um, and then the final transaction from this week so far. Um, as a note, free agency does open this Friday at 6 p.m. So 5 p.m. Central Time. Cannot wait. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> ahead of free agency, Minnesota signed uh, center Nas Reed to a three-year, $42 million contract extension, which means that they're now paying three centers, a combined, I think, $84 million this year, and it balloons up to $100 million next year when Cat's new extension kicks in. Ooh. So just something to keep in mind. Like, the way that they're reporting it now is that they expect to go into next season with all three, but that going forward after the season, they see like how it works. Like one of the three probably won't be there. I, I, would, I would imagine. Triple T said cat getting traded. <laughs> Eventually. I think that will be yeah. the, the one move. Yeah. I don't know. Go bear gets you anything. No, that's going to be your biggest return right there. Um, but also, I wonder if it's kind of like a sunk cost fallacy at this point. Like, do you just bite the bullet, keep the better player, and mm-hmm. whatever you can get for Gobert? It's what you get. Like, you're never going to recoup those picks that you sent to Utah. All 85,000 yeah. draft picks <laughs> I wanted to send out for this trade. I guess it's my turn now. Tis, it is. Jeez, we don't have that much on here to yeah, uh, discuss this week. So, I'm going to just go ahead and let's head to the NBA four things for the offseason here. Because it kind of ties into what we were just discussing here with some of these trades that we have been seeing. Eric, do you want to hop into your... Damn, I got to jump off too. Uh, oh, okay. I can I can start with the... It felt like a better transition to go into the CBA. Okay. Um, <laughs> my title was just that the, the new CBA is ass. As I mentioned before, like with the John Collins deal, it's like so many of these moves that are being made have nothing to do with basketball. Like it has everything to do with the finances of the teams involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like as every little nugget of the CBA comes out, like I have no idea why one, why the NBA owners even <laughs> proposed it um, or like why they had like unanimous ratification of it. Um, but then like, especially the players, like I have no idea why they would accept what amounts to a hard cap because like these teams are doing everything that they can to avoid that second tax apron because whereas before if you exceed the luxury tax the only thing you're doing is spending more money like that's the only real penalty that you had but like now they make it so that you can't do shit (laughs) and like i've I've gone over the details before so i'm not going to belabor the point but it's just like John Collins getting traded for nothing. Uh, Golden State having to break up their core. Granted, they might have wanted to do that anyway. (laughs) But, like, it is motivated by money. Um, Like, the Bucks presumably having to stare down, like, there's a number that they can't go over with Brooke Lopez. And Houston has $60 million in cap space. So, like, they can afford to splurge on a player, like, more than they're necessarily worth. Um... And 
whereas before it's just like you know what we'll just have to pay whatever you know, it is 50 million a year for a 30 million dollar contract like now it's like we can't justify it because like it cripples our team building ability mm-hmm. <clears throat> like it's just it, it sucks that the finances have so much to do with these teams especially at this point where selfishly as a Bucks fan it's like we finally get a good team and we finally have an asshole <laughs> um, owner <laughs> that's worth a bunch of money that's willing to spend hey, it yeah um, like there's like there's no redeeming qualities in Jimmy Haslam and Jimmy and D Haslam at this point because like we can't even leverage like their deep pocketbooks um, it's, it, we'll see what happens um, like I'll still re- reserve some bit of judgment but thus far the early returns on the new CBA are terrible and the owners favor big time yeah uh and like i said i don't understand why the owners ratify is because like they now have like a a boogeyman (laughs) that they can go to players (laughs) with like basically when Giannis, when they convinced Giannis to take the supermax it was like we're going to be committed to spending we're going to do whatever we can to build a winner and before that just meant we're just going to pay a bunch of luxury tax money Mm-hmm. Now it's oh well we, you see we can't do this because it limits our ability like we can't trade our first round pick and mm-hmm. we can't do this and we can't do that so like now you have like that boogeyman to go to the players with like my hands are tied I can't do anything the the the, the second tax apron and mm-hmm. I mean it is gonna be what it is too which again is why it's like I figured this new CBA was gonna be the end of super teams as we knew them and yeah. then here comes Phoenix being <laughs> like f all that we don't really <laughs> care we'll pay it we already gonna be here after that past the second tax apron we might as well go all the way above it yeah the Suns went uh, full Leroy Jenkins <laughs> the second tax apron they said we don't care <laughs> we'll figure it out later on yeah, apparently they're still trying to add more salary which it sounds crazy but I do at least get it in theory which is they don't have any tr- draft picks to trade anyway mm-hmm. nope um, might as well pay you might as well pay and because like you're getting in now when you can actually acquire more talent mm-hmm. at least for the next two or three days mm-hmm. like you might as well do it so i think you can trade back going forward because like every trade has to be like you can only take in as much as you send out so if mm-hmm. you have like the larger salary going forward you can kind of cobble you together you like, cheaper spot. contracts on the other side and people you know like it kind of makes sense in that way but other teams should not <laughs> emulate it. Most teams probably won't. No. I think they're going to all be watching Phoenix and see what happens <laughs> and then be like, this is a cautionary tale or being like, hmm. Also, we'll see what happens in like three or four years once. Everybody's more familiar with the yeah. CBA and how all the effects of it. Triple T in the comments said the new CBA rollout is ghetto. <laughs> I agree. Because why is it just in parts? It is June 27th and we still don't know the full CBA. The teams don't know. Like they have not gotten the full document yet and it's supposed to go into effect in three days that's crazy they're gonna be some late nights upstairs studying that document <laughs> when it drops and shells in the comments said i really want to know who came up with that cba somebody cut an under the table deal or something the players can smoke weed now <laughs> <laughs> y'all either want to smoke gambling. or y'all what y'all what you want can have both what you want to do <laughs> You smoke weed, or you can have a mid, or in uh, <laughs> a middle class, or like. Yeah. It's uh, so CJ McCollum is the players' president right now, mm-hmm. and then um, they have a bunch of vice presidents. But I thought it was funny that Grant Williams had a quote that came out today talking about how like Boston basically probably won't be able to afford to keep him because of like the new second huh. tax, and it's like, 
you did <laughs> like you're responsible for this like you know. yeah interesting yeah we'll see how that continues to roll out i hate it i hate it <laughs> <laughs> my thing um just around the bucks draft new direction because something that was interesting to me i think i text the group when i was thinking about this and i saw other articles and john horse came out talking about it the players that the bucks drafted this year Chris Livingston with 58 and then Andre Jackson with 36. Mm-hmm. Mike Budenholzer would have never drafted these <laughs> two dudes because they can't shoot a lick. I mean, can't shoot. Like, self-guard. Like, he got the ball out there. We're going to so we just going, we just going, all right, whatever. You got it. You got it. But it just showed, like, the new direction that Adrian Griffin is trying to go into. Like, in his press conference, he was talking about defense we're gonna have our defense take it to the offense our defense is gonna leave we need switch we're gonna be aggressive we're gonna do this mm-hmm. and he drafted two dudes who fit that profile two wings six six who can play some defense and andre in particular like the man can pass he can do just about everything but shoot <laughs> he like he is such a poor shooter <laughs> i can't stress that enough in this moment like livingston at least has some potential to maybe someday be able to shoot like i don't Jackson know about jackson it's like his form hurts. Like he's watching Damn. it. It's just like, ooh. But the man got some booms. Like yeah. he's bouncy. Like athletic. Like the Bucks finally got some athletic wings. We'll see if they get some playing time. And I'm curious too, because one thing they say about Adrian Griffin is like he's a player development type of coach. So I'm curious to see how these young guys come up. And I'm also curious to see what Marjan looks like this year with a season under his belt because Marjan didn't get a lot of playing time. But he did things that I didn't expect him to be able to do when I did see him play because the scouting report on Marjan when he came in the league too was like, mm-hmm. he can't shoot. That man was sitting here hitting step backs and I was like, <laughs> you looking real comfy out here behind this line. So um, another season he put on some weight. He's been out, he was out in Greece with Giannis working out and everything like that. So looking forward to seeing Marjan. And I'm just excited to see what this new direction is because I've been trained for so long now when I'm thinking of like free agents for the Bucks, I'm mm-hmm. looking for a particular type of player. And now I'm like, I don't quite know what I'm looking for with this new head coach. Like, is it is it defense or is he going to try to now fill out the roster with some more shooters too? Mm-hmm. Because the floor is going to be shrunk a little bit. I want to see what the offense looks like. How is he planning to incorporate these non-shooters into the lineup so that Giannis doesn't just become triple teamed out here <laughs> and another wall gets built? Like, I'm just really curious to see what it looks like. And I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it change... It's always exciting. Like, I don't know if it'll be changed for the <laughs> good, good. Changed for, you know, changed for the worse. Um, like, there, I was listening to the Low Post earlier today, and he's just doing, like, a little nugget about, like, the John Collins trade. He was like, he knew that Milwaukee was at least exploring it. He's like, I don't know if it reached hmm. the level of, like, they put in an offer, but they at least, like, expressed an interest in John Collins, which, again, like, fits into that same mode where it's like, okay, super athletic, iffy-ish shooter <laughs> like he's he's definitely better than the guys that they drafted um shooting wise but like he's a career 35-ish percent three-point shooter so it's not great but it's not terrible terrible mm-hmm. um but again like it kind of fits that same archetype yeah um which again is like not an archetype that, that bud would have went for boy like when he was here um i think i said this in our group chat where it's like i kind of wish that it had been reversed where it's like they drafted a bunch of bouncy athletic wings when Giannis was younger so he had people to run with 
and then maybe one of or two of them you could have developed their shot to a point where now they'd be you ready have to pop. athletic shooters with with Giannis um, as opposed to a bunch of young dudes that probably won't get on the court until Giannis is kind of a little bit more mature. Well, matured <laughs> the way that the CBA is making his roster shape up they, they might have that's, no choice but to play <laughs> this season with Giannis but it'll be fun to see it because again when we got Marjan it was cool seeing someone else besides Giannis like dunk dunk mm-hmm. and Marjan I realized he only jump off two feet I don't know if y'all like it's yep. always off two yep now Andre that that, that that man be jumping off one foot two foot no foot like, <laughs> I was watching his tape like my god <laughs> But I'm excited for it. I was talking about canceling my summer league trip. I'm going to summer league. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing these young bucks and Wimby playing too. Yeah, I'm glad you get to go. I'm at least the first day. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be there for a day. I ain't gonna be there as long as I thought I was, but I'm gonna be there for a day. Can't so, wish your. Oh, go ahead. Just before we move on from the bucks, um, Chris Middleton is expected at this point, like. Things can change over the next three days. He's expected to resign. Uh, Suck it, haters. <laughs> Suck it up. Oh, wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I mentioned before, though, Brooke Lopez, Question we're not so mark. sure because there are a bunch of teams that can throw some money at him. Um, yeah. Which Houston is like the number one rumor. Like they're expected to go after him hard, which really means that they're already going after him hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't imagine like they're top two targets at this point because it seems like James Harden is going back to Philly which again free agency started probably like two three weeks ago Um, (laughs) but it seems like James Harden is going back to Philly so now their top two targets are Fred Van Vliet and Brooke Lopez now if they can get Van Vliet like that is at least you know going back to the Memphis point that's another adult in the room because you got a bunch of kids Mm. Brooke would be an adult too and it's just like I don't see Brooke Lopez (laughs) like Brooke Lopez is a specific type of personality, and I don't know what that personality would be like around a bunch of immature kids. Um, if which, the bag big enough, it might not matter. That, that's fair, but like he's going. <laughs> the Lopez twins have a temper, and I don't know. They do. How, they do have tempers. How much patience he'll have playing with them dudes. Um, but we'll see. Like it, again, like I don't begrudge any athlete for taking the bag at any point in their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, like I hope he. I hope he gets cashed out and I hope it's in Milwaukee but if he leaves because Houston offered him 20 million more per year <laughs> like can't be mad at you player and I would also think that if Brooke did leave it might also have something to do with whatever scheme that Adrian is Griffin fair. is planning to implement because he was a crown jewel in what Bud was doing with that mm-hmm. drop coverage and I know Adrian Griffin <clears throat> mentioned like I only need to tweak a little bit on this on you know mm-hmm. on the seams but it feels like it's more than the scene based on how the draft went. Like, again, guys that would never have made it under Bud. But I'm curious to see how it all shakes but out. Even if that's, that's the case, you can't let him walk for nothing. No, I feel like, you. I want Brooke back. Bring him back. And if he doesn't fit, like, your new vision for trade the Bucks, him. Like, clearly he has value around the league. So, you know, trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ooh, Brooke. Hey, hey, Brooke. Back. Listen. Nah. We know you love Milwaukee. You said it yourself. You said you wish you could finish your career here. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You might be unsure about the new coaching direction. I could understand that. But let me tell you something. Even if you are unsure, you're like, ah, I might go to Houston instead and sign the bag. Just sign it here. And we can get you out of here if it doesn't fit. Like, let's see if it works first, Brooke. Don't leave us yet. 
and like you'll still get paid and we can get you to a place that might fit you a little bit better yeah and then we can you know it's one one for everybody like you know come on Brooke Splash Mountain Splash Mountain I low-key saw some Lakers fans like bring, bring, uh, we should get Brooke back and I was like no 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 no, no. y'all had y'all shot <laughs> you had your chance hey he was balling with us too sure we, was. He, he was putting down with 30 <laughs> points up when he was with LA not he was game. well, not a game. A game? Oh hell no! <laughs> not a game. I don't even Maybe know if a he night. Scored thirty that. Well, he didn't start shooting until after he left. That's what pissed me off. Yeah. Well, thanks, Would've, bud. Yeah. That's that's a that's a big Mike. Mike Budenholzer <laughs> had John Henson out here shooting threes. Like everybody was shooting threes when Bud was here. All right. Can't. It's funny that pitch you just gave to Brooke. That's basically what I would say to uh, Dame in Portland if to I was stay. Him. Mm-hmm. Not to say, but it's just like, hey, we'll get you where you need to go. It's got, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. It, it seems like it's time. To your personally. point, yeah. Can we show NBA one thing? Yeah, speaking of Dame, um, it's been a lot of scuttlebutt. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that I got y'all saying scuttlebutt so often. Uh, scuttlebutt about Dame. Um, they did draft um, Scoop. Henry's dog. He is built like a fucking tank. Bro. Yeah. Like the kid. He's a grown is, man. Yeah, like his. I'm, I'm excited about watching him. Sorry to cut your yeah. point, but like watching the draft is like you kind of get to find out a lot more about the player's personality. Mm-hmm. And one thing about Scoot and Wimbenyama to a degree is like they're stars and like yeah. not in a way that's like they're not divas or anything. It's just like they have like magnetic personalities. Like Scoot yeah. is a personality with a yeah. capital P. Like he is, he's, definitely. he's definitely like a future franchise player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the point about you know like my apprehension, my apprehension about Brandon Miller is like I don't get that same vibe from him mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Like, I don't. He might be good, but I think Jordan just liked him because they bantered. They yeah, bantered. They did. It sounds like Michael Jordan was just like, "Hey, take him," and he just left. Bye, yeah, y'all. Right, y'all. Ooh, if that doesn't work out, <laughs> he better be glad he in North Carolina because if he was in any other state, they well not Illinois, but if he's anywhere else. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Dame, uh, Dame but yeah, uh, speaking of Dame, um, I guess everything that's been going on uh, with him, and then um, the talks about you know him being traded and everything like that. But he's been the loyal guy. Yeah. He's always been like, I love, I love Portland. Um, I want to, you know, I want to win here. I want to do all this. But how long has he been saying that? He's been saying it for a minute, and. I feel like him being a nice guy has been his biggest downfall because the organization got this sense of security like he really wants to be here. So they there's no urgency for them to truly like build pieces around. Like for LeBron like LeBron for instance, like everywhere LeBron go, he's on the organization neck. Like put pieces around me so I can yeah. win. But look at what the organization is after he leaves. This is true. But there, I don't feel like Dame is like put, he's not, he's not doing dude. nothing, and I know he's not that type of dude. But I think that's his like biggest downfall. And then plus, right now they just drafted two; they got two young bucks. So if y'all are looking like this is your future, so if any time that Dame should be traded, it would be right now because y'all have the future here. They don't want to continue to wait. Like yeah. it's been Dame trade rumors for the last couple years now. Like every summer, is he going to be out of Portland? This, 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 and that. They got Scoot now, who yeah. also plays point. What's the <laughs> other kid? Um, Shaden Sharp. Shaden yeah. Sharp. 
they probably have to trade. I mean, maybe they don't trade Anthony Sign or uh, like if they don't trade Dame, then they might as well keep Sign. So yeah. like, they could definitely build something there. And it, I think you said it like it, I'm tired. Like, I forget what you said, but it was, I'm tired of the back and forth. Like you just feel like a couple that neither one of them <laughs> wants to dump the other uh-huh. one yeah, to be nice. But like, someone please do the dumping. Like let's hurry up. Someone do the dumping. <laughs> like and the thing is, like I get your point about loyalty, but like sometimes loyalty is like doing what's best for the other party, even if it's. You know, like not necessarily what you want. It's like you want to see the other side happy. Yeah. And if that's the case, it's like this is the perfect divorce point. Like I'm not trying to push Dame out of Portland at all. Oh, yeah. Like if he wants to be there, be there. But all this back and forth, like leaking stuff to Chris Haynes, like yeah. oh, this is what Dame wants from the organization. It's like that's not in the best interest of the organization at this mm-hmm. point. Like I get it. You're 33. You're in your prime. He just had his best, probably the best season of his career. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, want to be did. able to compete for a championship, but the rest of the roster around you like there's no acquisition unless zion is healthy like there's no acquisition <laughs> that they could have made with the third pick yeah. that would have made it responsible honestly mm-hmm. to pass on school like if, if school yeah. is what we think school is like yeah that's a no-burner that's, you have to go with that you gotta go with that yeah. and you know like you have dame for the next let's be optimistic and say five years versus scoot for the next 15 it's like which one you gonna go with mm-hmm. Teams can't only worry about today. And mm. that's yeah. like the Lakers are worried about the now type of team. Yeah. But every franchise. That's the culture we have. Though. Right. But you've also been able to build that through years and years mm-hmm. of winning. Being in LA, Los Angeles, California yeah. is different than being in Portland. Championship of us every year. Right. So, like, the way they build their teams, like, Portland can't build their team the way the Lakers do. Mm hmm. It would be a shame for the Bucks to try to build the team the way to like it's just not the same. Mar- <laughs> it's not the same markets. Like mm-hmm. it's not the same type. You got to kind of think about things a little bit differently. So, and most teams don't have like two foundational pieces when they already have like their franchise guys still there, still playing well. Yeah, it's like if the Lakers had Scoot and Shaden, like maybe they would not be as desperate <laughs> to make moves to build around LeBron because yeah. like LeBron well, thirty eight, like. Yeah. Yeah. Either he, be out yeah, with the youth movement or he can go somewhere else. Like, yeah. not that you're pushing them out, but it's just like mm, if your future is right here our, in front of you, we we see our next 15 years here. Right. Yeah. So we have to like make moves with them in mind. Mm-hmm. Like the two timelines thing probably would have worked a little bit better in Golden State if they actually had like a blue chip. This is a dude that we can build around once Steph is gone. Like mm-hmm. James Wiseman and if somebody get quickly. punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we gotta always say that because yeah, that's a very do. big turning point of this team. Like, but I mean, like I think the failure was before we even got to that point because it's like if if they didn't whiff on Wiseman, like if they had Lamelo instead of Wiseman, like do you, yeah, like yeah. it would they would be in a much better yeah. position. They probably would have committed to it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But then they still, I mean, I guess it depends on how many people you think they need to have in order for the two timeline thing to be a thing. Because like even without Wiseman, they still had Kaminga, they got Moody, and they got Poole. What we know of those three players, like. If when Steph and Clay and all those dudes are gone, like, is that could be? Is that a perennial playoff contender? Is because like to me, like what we've seen so far, like we're gonna see with Jordan Poole this year in Washington. It's mm-hmm. like that's probably gonna be a lottery team and a very high one mm-hmm. with him as your number hey, one option. Man. Like Scoot, as, <laughs> yeah, as a young dude, is probably gonna be bad. But like, but it's a higher ceiling. Now, right? yeah. It's different. But like, mm-hmm. I think the concept of the two timelines in theory could work. Multiverse. <laughs> Speak. Have you started Secret Invasions yet? I did. Yeah. I've watched the first one. I didn't start yet. I heard it. It started slow. Yeah, but, but it, it ended. Like, yeah, it got you. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Mm. Going forward. I still got to see the new Spider-Man movie too. Across the oh, yeah, Spider-Verse. Good. Soundtrack is dope. 
It's it's a little longer than it should be. You think? Do you think so? I think it's a little too long. Hmm. I took my kids. You know how they be. They started getting antsy. Yeah, about. they start walking around and shit. <laughs> one hour mark. Talking. Hey, it's almost what? It's two and a half. Is it? Yeah. The first one was like an hour and a half. No, so you could. Yeah, I. You'll see. Okay. It, it makes sense that the end. You be like, oh, okay. I still didn't be this diet long. <laughs> and like we talked about it from the Portland side of things, but like I also think it's a good time for Dame. Like he can still mm-hmm. affect winning. Winning. Just yeah, don't absolutely. go to Miami. Please don't. Please. Okay, my hot take. Um, I want to see him in in San Antonio. They have the money. San Antonio with Dame. Yeah. How does San Antonio get him closer to a championship right now, though? I was gonna say that's the same situation that he's in. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I, I they have the money. They that's the only reason money, why. But yeah, and then they got they got Vic. I, I guess if I think if this was next off season, where it's like you see what Vic is, you do. know where yeah. he's at, uh-huh. and you know that he if if he comes in like Tim Duncan, it's like oh we ready to compete now. Yeah, like yeah, then that makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Um. But like going in blind, like I think it's the same situation that he's looking at in Portland, right where it's like this ain't a proven star. Like I don't know if I can win with this dude. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say about right San Antonio, now. yeah, people were saying they could see Brook Lopez going to oh, San, Antonio San Antonio to uh-huh. be that center next to Vic mm-hmm. this season. And I was like, dang, that would be a like crazy personality combo. wise, like that fits a lot better. Than right? Houston. Then Houston, <laughs> like if you don't go to Texas team, like it, it would be the Spurs. But I don't think the Spurs are rumored to be interested in Brook Lopez. My man beef. Having his um, legs crossed on the, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Them young niggas were like, man, what's wrong with kids, bro? What's wrong with old folks, bro? <laughs> I just remember that time. Uh, was it Kenny Martin Jr. dunked on me? He's like, ah. <laughs> Like, what you want me to do? Right, uh, you're not scaring me. Because he had, Kenny Martin Jr. had walked back and like got in his face. And then Brooke was like, oh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that what you want me to do? Am I fucking scared of you right now? But no, I, let me ask you this on, on a dang thing. Yeah. Is this the summer he gets traded? What, do, what does your gut say? I say yes. I feel like now is the perfect time. If this is the perfect time to do it, like if I wouldn't say wait, like I said, just because I was like, y'all have y'all future right here. If this is what you feel like your future is, there's no better time than now. While his value is still yeah, high. While his value is still high. And then still be loyal to him. Y'all be loyal to each other. Send him somewhere that he wants to go and that he can actually fit to. As long as it's not Miami. <laughs> because Jimmy Butler, Dame, and Bam sounds That's going to be Jesus That's just Christ, a bro. headache to even think about. Playoff Jimmy? I'm not trying to see playoff Jimmy with Dame time. Yeah. These niggas in their they watches. I'm, I don't cool. got time for all that. Mm-mm. They went to the finals, yo. I know. And then they added Dame to that, bro. And they wouldn't even full, they wouldn't be healthy, bro. But going back to my thing. That's crazy. CBA, like, they going to run into the same thing where they see, can't yeah. acquire anybody that's, to build around them. That's my problem because I feel as if the reason Miami was kind of like, they seems to me like they kind of backed out the, the bill when they were like, yeah, but we ain't. It's cool, but like, no. We can get dang way. It felt to, it feels to me like Miami's like, no, let's say like if mm-hmm. we gonna go into the luxury tax, 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 I yeah. gotta say tax three times because it's yeah, past yeah. the second threshold and onto this new frontier of tax. Like let, let it be like someone like Dame. Mm-hmm. Especially when Dame came out himself, like, yeah, bam, my boy. Like I, And that's the other thing. It's like the more I say it, the more it makes my <laughs> stomach hurt. <laughs> but that's the other thing, it's like he keep he flirt around with it, he tease it, and it's like you nah, can't on one tease. side be like, I'm loyal, 
I never asked for a trade. I don't know why y'all keep talking about me trying to get me traded out. <laughs> and then on the other side, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, if I get traded, I'd love to go to Miami. Or <laughs> you asked me or a question, you guys. Or on Instagram Live playing <laughs> Miami in the background. Like, no, oh, that's funny. Like, Watch you your bad boys and shit. Right. with the trade, but then you try to remain, like, plausibly, you know, keep mm. your plausible, plausible deniability. deniability. Yeah. Um, Okay. That's why, again, it's like, it seems like that dysfunctional relationship where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's time, you know, but you got a couple kids and you (laughs) need to stay together for the kids. And it's like, no, you don't. It's like, y'all making each other, not necessarily that you're making each other miserable, but it's like, before you get to the point where you're making each other miserable, it's it's going to like cut your losses. We can still be friends. Split amicably. Yeah, you know. And move on. I feel it. Ken, what's your uh, what's the next topic we're talking about? Um, let's get into some wrestling. Hey, I'm um, so money in the bank. Uh, uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. Uh, but <laughs> money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> that man pulled the mic so he's ready. <laughs> but yeah, money in the bank. It's this weekend, right? Yes, sir. It is this like weekend. three o'clock in the afternoon? Yep. Oh, because it's in London, right? And yep, on Saturday. Mm. Are you doing anything this weekend? Uh what am I? Yeah, baby girl birthday. <sighs> Happy birthday, birthday Sunday. Birthday. Yeah, shout out to baby girl. I was say Saturday we can watch the uh, pay per view. Yeah, I'm be out doing birthday stuff. I yeah. understand. Stressing. <laughs> That's what I'm be doing. Um, but yeah, have any of you guys been watching wrestling lately? Are you like up to date on the storylines, or are you any excited about anything I on the card or anything? In the bloodline. <laughs> yeah, That's the storyline. I'm. It's been getting better most. and better. I have also been because Noman pointed this out to me. He was like, "Your boy's getting. He's becoming. He's getting over." And I was like, Who? yeah. Oh, that dog. Yeah. He over, yeah. over right now. <laughs> over like bro. That man over like a mother. Right I'm now. glad the world is seeing what yeah. I saw the I very first him. time I saw LA Night. And I was like, something <laughs> about this kid is special. I guess read something that they tried yeah. to yeah. because of his age, like they kept wanting to like make him different than what uh, he really was. But then he was Vince like, no. finally, Yeah, then he they finally just so like, yo, look, it worked. Like, mm. let him be him. Cause I remember when I first saw him too, because I was like, Normally, like, oh, this dude is so annoying, and I uh, watched him do his promo, and I was like, yeah. I'm kind of into this. Yeah, like, yeah. I fucks with it. But yeah, it's, it's something about it. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And he looked at me like I was crazy, and now look at my boy. Like, that's something that's missing from wrestling, though. It's just like somebody whose promos is just shit talking. Yeah, definitely is. Like it's. It, I mean, he threatens people, but it's, it's like that's <laughs> not like the meat of it. Like it's not, oh, I'm gonna beat your ass and money in the bank. Like no, it's like you look goofy. <laughs> He, well, <laughs> he he my, like, let Logan he, Paul have it Right Yeah he, he did on his heels Like that was the best thing About like The Rock Is like Yeah he could be intimidating But mm. it was It was him Basically like ribbing people The entire time and He could funny. go for he like 10, 10 minute promos bro And just be nothing But pure fire bro <laughs> You'd probably be a funny wrestler Cause you would rib everybody All the time Yeah I definitely I'd be caught on the mic <laughs> I might get my ass Whooped to the ring But guess no You better catch your smile On the mic um, but yeah, so the men's um, Money in the Bank match um, is Ricochet, LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Shinsuke. Um, what, Santos Escobar. Mm-hmm. This nigga name still Butch. Um, Butch, yep. Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. Um, who you guys have? Yeah. <laughs> Give me LA Knight. But I will say, them adding Logan Paul is mm-hmm. inter- like Logan Paul is, I hate to say it, like he's a good, like he's, he and, is, he's good dude. at He's entertaining. Wrestling. Like yes. he's really good at wrestling. Like he's a sports entertainer. And my other, my old guy in here, Shinsuke Nakamura. Like I love Shinsuke mm-hmm. for a while. Then they kind of buried him, and then he was they gone buried for him, a buried while. Him. Yeah. And now, now they trying to, they trying to push out. him a little bit. Yeah, 
It's not the same, though. It's not. But I'm looking forward to, like, the mix of guys they have in this match. I think it's going to be a really good match. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking Damian forward to Damian Priest has actually got, gotten he's really gotten good. good. Uh, Damian Priest is good, but I still I think it's L.A. night time. Yeah. Like, because he's <laughs> over now. It, this is the perfect time for him to just go ahead and and win this and, and get over. I'm going to tell y'all right now, if we come back next week and and, and LA Knight did not win, <laughs> I'm going to have, a, I'm going to be upset. They will get the Logan Paul and shit? I'm going to be how you was when Cody lost. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a I was upset for real, for real, dog. <laughs> <laughs> cancel her subscription to the network. Right. <laughs> how dare y'all play in my face like this? <laughs> That's how I feel. Motherfuckers, they said, fuck me, fuck you. Shit. <laughs> uh, but you the, still don't uh, want to see him fight uh, Dominic? No, nah, that shit go. That's my boy. But, like, Dominic, bro, like, I saw what they was trying to do. Oh, he's doing it for his daddy and all this. Man, eat a dick. Fuck that nigga, bro. <laughs> like, nobody want to see that, bro. Dominic is so funny to me because people hate him so much. Like, as yeah. soon as he pick up they the mic. They hate him in guts. They be, Boo! Do Dude, he can't talk. even get promos no. off no more. Boo! <laughs> like, in the middle of his promo, he had to hand the mic to, to <laughs> Maria <laughs> and let her fit. I was like, dog, it's, it's over. And they stop booing when she get the mic, then he get it back. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the um, woman's uh, Money in the Bank, Becky Lynch, um, Zoe Stark, um, Zelia Vega, Bailey. I like um, Io Sky. I like Io Sky. Yeah. And then Trish Stratus. What? She's okay. still around. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I thought she was okay. going to be gone by now. Rewind, because this one I'm not. I'm not up on this storyline. How did Trish get into Money in the Bank here? Like, what are we doing? I have no idea. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> Like and I'm being dead ass. On Raw. Like, I yeah, really like she, Raw. yeah, it something happened on Raw. She became a manager to um Zoe Stark. to Zoe Stark, and then all of a sudden her name got thrown the money in the bank. And Zoe Stark, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I mean, it's wrestling, you know. They just got yeah, yeah. Trish I'm out here getting everything. a bag. Trish, she definitely getting the bag. First of all, Trish still looks fantastic. She do look good. Like I ain't gonna lie she got to some you. things put back in. Yeah, <laughs> the the things is thanging. She looks nice. like she looks good still, and yeah, she moves she well, nice. like wrestling wise too. Yeah, like she, she doesn't does. look out of place at all. How old is she? Like, I'm mean, look forty five ish. Forty five. She yeah, she got to be like forty five. Yeah, but no, um, forty seven. Damn, she turned forty eight this year. Hey man, that's some good milk. I was just gonna say, I ain't no milk <laughs> age like that, boy. Shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think it's gonna it's definitely gonna be a good match, but uh, I am wait, what? time uh, out in the comments triple C triple T said y'all gotta sell me on LA night. Man, listen. Just go watch it. I was like, just go watch his promos, bro. Like you you gonna be hooked, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. The crowd be loving it too. But yeah. Um but yeah, so who who you guys think will win? The I women's? like EO Sky. I have I have no feel for the women's money in the bank match, so mm-hmm. I am just going to say Trish Stratus. I was going to say I would imagine it's either Trish or Becky. Yeah, Becky like, makes the, the most sense. Like, yeah, Becky, but I think they really um, pushing Sky right now because she's been fair. she's been um, performing that, like crazy. Isn't, isn't she part of uh, the group? Damage Bailey? control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like they're breaking up. So yeah, that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to say, like, because Becky and Trish are the only ones with a story, really, but, like, I yeah. forgot about EO and Bailey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right. It probably is EO. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then that means Bailey gets jealous. jealous. Yeah, exactly. It probably, yeah, now you it said then it, they go break up. That's so. probably the one. That makes the most sense. Um, but so after that, the women's tag championship yeah. match Ronda Rousey, um, Sasha Baszler, Shayna. L- Shayna, I said Sasha. Um, Liv Morgan and. Raquel Rodriguez. I, I thought Liv was hurt. Well, I guess she, she just came back. back. Oh, okay. 
And they I were see, like, we, they were, we never lost our title. So then yeah. they, they got yeah, the Yeah, because she was like, oh, shot. okay, I guess. Um, that's going to be, um, you, if you need to go pee or go get something to eat. And um, it's, it's no disrespect to, to Liv Morgan or yeah, not Raquel. At all. It's more so about Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah she, there, she there just to uh, give me the she back. And give me the back. She's not entertaining. Like, I feel at nothing all. towards her. And that's at all. Dude. Oh. Her and Shayna is the, They're the same fucking person So it like it's like blah blah Like this is like all they want to do is come in They got the face painting shit now I'm like bro this, this is boo Triple T said the title for this week's episode should be I didn't know milk aged like that hey. <laughs> Got milk <laughs> Every celebrity to be in them got milk commercials got too milk. With, with the fat ass The thick ass milk mustache Clearly that's on. painted on Don't exactly. nobody milk mustache They were drinking no milk and no but Had a Steve Harvey milk mustache, bro. <laughs> like in Thick retrospect, that was probably innuendo. Oh. What? <laughs> Shit! Our entire childhood was like that. Yeah, that, that makes we sense. We talked about that before we came. Yeah, it's like they make sneaking sense. stuff in. It definitely was. Dang, what if that was a? Uh huh. That's why we we are <laughs> the way we are. Yeah. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's a boo match. Um, yeah, we can just move on. Yeah, no way we care about that. Um, my boy Cody and Dominic. Um, Again, it, they're finding the people for yeah. They're just finding the someone. Storyline wise, it makes sense. Like we it does. talked about it after he lost in Mania. It's like you need the story to like for it to hit how it's supposed to hit. Like mm-hmm. you kind of need to hit certain beats along the way. Yeah, and like him getting hurt last year, he didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. So like now you got to build the story and like yeah. He got a, he's the number one baby face, so he got to fight the, the number one here. Want to see yeah. get get their ass whooped? Yeah, it makes sense. More than likely, Dominic gonna find a way to weasel out, and like right. come away with a win, and yeah. then he got to redeem himself, and then you know. No, Cody got to win that one. Yeah, they ain't gonna let Cody. Lose. He got to be Dominic. Yeah, they ain't gonna let him lose. If Dominic, Dominic. Went, like dog, if Dominic went, I'm gonna be shot. I might, man. I might need a new no, TV. He, he really gonna I'm gonna need a new TV, bro. Uh, you know what it is? Brock Lesnar gonna come back and cost him. Dog, and then please, that sets him dog. up for uh, SummerSlam. Do not do that, dog. As soon as we hear that, wow, wow, wow. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> do, do, do. I'm gonna just text the group immediately. Come on, man. Like that boozy. That boozy. Actually, no, we can't text him because he's gonna be at the birthday party. We don't wanna ruin the mood. Man. Uh, but we gonna get a text later. No, I'm gonna when go when I walk. I'm like, come on, man! <laughs> These niggas playing in my damn face. God damn. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm a Cody fan, so I'm gonna watch it, of course. But I'm really not a fan of Dominic. He's not that good in the ring Boo. either, and he's terrible on the mic. So Boo. yeah, he's just there. Um, so yeah, Cody should win that for sure. Um, IC Championship, Gunther and. Uh, Matt Riddle. How did this match Matt, happen? Matt Riddle just came back and <laughs> fuck, just start beefing with them cats. Literally, that's what happened. He came back because you know he was in he was in rehab for yeah. a little bit. And yeah, they, he still, they, so is Matt Riddle? I'm not sure. Does he still have all the 420 stuff, or is that part of the? No, I, I he hasn't had none of it on. Like it's still still alluded to. Yeah, like alluded it's still to. his character, but yeah. like it's not. But he don't. Yeah, he's not out here on it. Like when that. I turned on wrestling, I saw a 420 T-shirt. I was like, Yeah, you could tell. Like he hide like doing <laughs> promos and shit. Like that's how uh, Rob Van Dam used to be. They said that oh, yeah. they literally. I forget which wrestler it was, but they was like, "Yo, Rob Van Dam used to come up with the coldest matches, like the uh-huh. like the spots and everything." But only when he was high. Like, uh-huh. If he was sober, they were like, he could not call a match. Like <laughs> it was not going to be what it was. Get his man a blood, goddamn it! He get a blood. His mind was spinning. <laughs> Rob Van Dam sitting there talking about, "Dang bars!" See, I'm a float, I know y'all heard that. I'm gonna float over here. 
Um, but yeah, that would be a good match. Um, I got Gunther one. Yeah, Gunther. One. Yeah, I, I, it, it needs to take a bigger name mm-hmm. to be him. Yeah, than Matt Riddle for him to lose that title. So That's a fact. it has to be like Finn Baylor or you know, somebody. somebody like that. Um, the match that I feel like everyone's going to be waiting for—not even the heavyweight championship match, but the Usos, um, the, the Silver War. Of the bloodline. Of the bloodline. Great storytelling, WWE. Absolutely. It felt like old JR. Remember when JR <laughs> used to be so excited with Snow? Snow go! Snow go! <laughs> That's how it felt, man. What's equally funny to his love for Stone Cold was his hatred for, for Triple H. Boy, he hated that hated. son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> he cursed Triple H so many different oh. ways. If someone put together a clip... <laughs> he used to be spitting all that shit. He was pissed, dog. Good old like, JR, man. <laughs> Jerry would be like, calm down, JR. No! Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck that son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, oh, is this shit. it? Good old JR. Oh, JR used to be going through some things, man. Yeah. When he would see he would see that man and lose his mind. Does he have no conscience? Does he have no heart? So pissed, bro. Damn his soul. God, Oh, that is hilarious, bro. My man was pissed, That bro. man said, damn his soul. No, he said, fuck a triple A. <laughs> <laughs> Good old JR, man. Yeah, bastard. But no, like, like my journey to like coming back to watching wrestling and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Cody was like that brought me back in but what's been keeping me is like the bloodline like i like if it gives me like austin rockfield like when we seen like the storytelling like i haven't seen this good of storytelling since like back in the day wwe had put on their youtube page right before wrestlemania Mm. like a recap of the bloodline it's Mm. like two hours i literally just watched that like a couple weeks i was like man and they the way they did it just showed clips from everything that happened leading Uh up to it and i was like a reminder of why this storyline is hitting so hard because it's been such a slow a slow build but it was also like a methodical build like it was nothing out of it wasn't done just to be done like everything Mm -hmm. fits yeah, I can't wait. That's the match I'm looking for. I yeah. think that's gonna be the main event. Yeah, it should. Like, I have such a problem with like so many people. Like, oh, he's been a champ for too long. Like this story's been going nope. on. It's time to move on. Blah, nope. blah blah. It's like you can't complain about WWE not having any long term storylines, <laughs> and then uh-huh. also complain when it's yeah, a long term yeah. Like, I get it. Like, you want something new, but it's like. Mm. The championship isn't the only thing that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yes, he's had the championship on box for three years. Uh huh. Whatever. That, if you have a problem with that, you have a problem with it. Whatever. Yeah. But like that, that storyline only revolves around the championship. Like everything that he does is in like the yeah, whole he loses motivation the of then the what? character mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I need to protect this title. So if he loses it, but then what? Right, like you, you can't you go have, back to you know be a regular Roman right. Like, like not thinking like, about that, like you, you be the tribal chief. Like yeah. if, it's like nigga, I beat you. Right, right. Like Cody, if I was Cody, I'd turn into the Rock next week on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm acting a donkey out here when I beat your ass. 
Yeah, but no, um, definitely gonna be uh, match of the night. Um, again, like the build up, dude. Like, um, I have I haven't been like super excited to watch a match, but I was like, dude, I know this is for to be epic. Like, it's for to not just be like a great match. The storytelling inside of the actual match, I will yep. just want to see what the ending gonna be because I just know it's gonna be a, a fucking huge payoff and everybody just gonna be let me satisfied. Let me like, ask y'all this: right. Who wins the match? What's your prediction? Usos. You think the Usos gonna beat Roman and uh, Solo? I think so. They gotta let them, you know, ride off in the sunset. I don't know, cause it's like, what? What's the more fruitful story? Like, where's the more fruitful story coming yeah. out? Of it? Is it, you know, cause again, like, it's like, is this the end of the bloodline? Cause like, if they beat him, like, that's kind of yeah, like, that's yeah, the he end, still yeah. has the title, yeah. but it's like. That's kind of like the crowning moment. It's like, uh-huh. oh, they rose up and like now they, or they, you know, you, yeah, they come back together. I'm sure cool they, they ain't got no other family members that can come out the cut, do they? <laughs> nah, if shit, they want Rikishi, yeah, oh, Rikishi come back, Rikishi come start stink facing motherfuckers. <laughs> come back with the stink. So face. I know the Rock's daughter's in NXT, but uh, like mm-hmm. she, ain't, that ain't that there ain't, ain't story there. Nah, there ain't nothing there. I was like, she ain't it. Yeah. No, not for this storyline. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see Usos win. Um. Like I, I, I'm gonna do a super kick count because, because <laughs> they dog no, they be super kicking the shit out of Roman Reigns, bro. And he sells it like death. he does. Like, he does. Sell he dropped like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. He, I think it was the second one when they did the double team. Yeah, like he just he, uh, he like walking into it and then just like <laughs> he. I've, I've said it before when he started building this mm-hmm. run, he mm-hmm. took a lot of his of his uh, G from the Rock. Even the way that he delivers certain promos, I'm like the mm-hmm. cadence of it is like what the, how the Rock would deliver this, and even like I love his catchphrase, which is part of why I hate Cody so much. The, well, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, shut up, Cody! I don't like I don't like it. The crowd can't respond to that in one way. Yeah, like there's yeah. no. It's, it's like what am I supposed to say to that? But like Roman coming out and be like, acknowledge me, like yeah. that's like, a, now that's something I can get behind. You either go boo or be like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like but what do you want to talk about? What if I yell out like the weather? Like, the, the, uh, uh, Ukraine, <laughs> seventy-two <laughs> with a chance, with a chance of showers. I've like for me, it's Cody's promos, and I realized it last night. Cody cuts promos like Ti, like he uses big <laughs> words like for T. no I. reason. He he do, and he got a lisp too. <laughs> like he's the only wrestler I've ever heard use loquacious. Like. Yeah, I don't know. And it'd be like, like he tried to put too many words into a sentence. Like it's like short and sweet is like the bread and butter of wrestling promos. Like you can't be up here with a thesaurus like trying Did to cut promos. Did y'all see Ti at the BET Awards talking to the Migos afterwards? Mm-hmm. He's a stupendous dog. It was, <laughs> it was big. It was big unk energy from uh, Ti. Like I'm proud of you. Oh, I saw when he when he walked around. I'm a holler. I'm a, I'm a holler at y'all. I know yo your bullshit. And then he ended it by saying. uh Cut me in or cut it out And yeah, walked off And yeah. I was like Cut me in or cut it out I said ain't you You an old black man At this point T.I. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. No they was beefing For some bullshit it, Cardi got her leg back that's what, that's it, seems what like. it seemed like. Yeah, they was on. That's what I'm saying. Both of them was on social media acting dunking. She said it. That's didn't what Ti was like. All right, now y'all want to chill out. She said it didn't happen. She Wait. said she she said she too famous. Everybody would know if she cheated. She ain't do nothing. <laughs> well, we all know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because Offset said. All right. But. Uh, My man's hurt. 
after he cheated on her with like 18 different women. That's hey man, that'll make the hurt less. <laughs> that's that's why Tank made maybe I deserve because for this. Hey, that's what he that's that, that's what he said that in the Instagram playing that cry. <laughs> Yeah. That was in a, in, a, in a driveway singing that shit. <laughs> he didn't go in the house thinking the song was still playing yes, in the, the song. Car. Just, <laughs> Damn. Damn, baby. Oh, uh, but yeah. I and then I know Eric, you don't, you don't like Cody, man. I the only the thing like him. It's just like it's I can see why don't people connect. don't like him though. Right. I can really see why people whoa, wouldn't the like. Whoa, hit. I love the whoa. Yeah. Like it. Like it gets stronger every week. His and it's funny because like now he kind of just like. He meanders around like uh-huh. waiting for the second woe. Yeah. <laughs> like, he never gets like right into the And they spend anymore. the whole uh, pyro budget just on his intro. Dog, he be having WrestleMania pyro bro. every week. Every week. <laughs> Which is crazy, bro. The thing I hate that he got that dumbass tattoo, bro. <laughs> like that really, he got the fucking skull. And it just, see, it gave me white supremacy, bro. <laughs> it just, the, 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 I don't the flag, know, man. the flag skull, and the skull and the, it, it and the colors and shit. I'm like, bro, like that ain't you, bro. And you wear suits and shit every week. Then you, the, this pop it out. I'm like, this, I don't know. <laughs> and your baby, your baby mix, man. You make, your, your wife black? Like, come on now. His, his mom right. is Cuban. Oh yeah, see, come on now, Cody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my only gripe with my boy Cody. But yeah, I can see why people don't like him. Um, but yeah, the Usos, man. Um, Bloodline, like it's gonna be a great I feel match. Like Roman and them find a way to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that way is, but it doesn't. Feel no, like they making so um solo like like untouchable yeah, now he too. He like the hitman. Yeah, know? so now I can see it, but I was like, I don't know. Cause then it's like, who do you team up with solo? Like he just come in and just who can he so, fight? I don't think solo meant to team up with nobody. Yeah, he meant to just go. Well, not team zone. up, but like who who can he fight? Oh, like, like the next program. Yeah, like who can he fight? Like he just all he just go be is the bodyguard. I think he. I think what eventually we were talking about Gunther earlier. I guess yeah. him. Okay. Oh, them building him up and yeah. taking he out taking Gunther eventually. Yeah, because that'd, especially that'd the sense. style that they both wrestle, mm-hmm. it would be a good match. Yeah, that'd be a. And I think. Like that might be the ultimate payoff of the bloodline. Like Roman will lose the title, but I feel <clears> like <throat> like Batista Triple H yeah. or Diesel and HBK, where it's like, give me what I want. Is that what I want? Give me what I want. But it's like they'll build him up to where the crowd will be like, "Yo, we want that, that dude guy. to yeah. fuck him up." So I can see that being because again, like you've made, you've now made the Usos one of the top acts in the co- mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. If Solo can then be like the next dude, like yeah, I can see that being like their ultimate goal. Because basically, like the reason that this whole thing is happening is because Roman Reigns took control of his creator. Yeah, yeah. so like basically everything that he does it's comes from do. like what he wants to do. He has mm-hmm. creative control over his character now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. I could see a world where it's like, okay, I'm I'm done being even you know, a part time wrestler. Like, let fam get up. Let me put yeah. my family on. Yeah, which he's already done with the Usos and can now do for solo. Mm-hmm. No, I think he will succeed in doing. Yeah. Um, and the heavy uh, world heavyweight championship match: Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Um, it's gonna be a good match. Um, Finn has his his evil streak now. <laughs> um, they they made he has the bitterness and that you know Seth. I guess basically he, Yeah Like what Seth brought out of him Were and, you watching them when All that happened the first time? Mm, nope oh, Okay So, so like kinda, when they I introduced The universal title It was Like that's, yeah. this was the match Like 
took crown the first champion. Oh, the first champion. And Finn oh, won. Finn right. won, but like he was, Rollins injured him basically. So like, he had to relinquish the title. Oh, so and then, and then like Seth Scott. Pretty much a year. Yeah. Because he like destroyed his shoulder. Like, oh damn! Yeah, see, I wasn't watching it. Then Seth skyrocketed. I just want to say this about Seth Rollins. Um, the man's a star. He is. Like, Shawn Michaels. Like I, I know SmackDown got the Usos and the Bloodline, which mm-hmm. is top tier television. <clears throat> but as soon as I see Seth Rollins on my screen, I am dude. like tuned. Like yeah. the Seth laugh, the <laughs> the swag, <laughs> the intro, like, everything. Him being on NXT last, I don't know if any of y'all watched. Oh, he was on NXT. Uh, what's his name? Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker challenged him for the title. Oh, for real? He like, since you a fighting champion, come on down here. And he's like, all right, I will. It was oh, a great damn. match. I know, check, I know it had to be. I gotta go watch that because I fuck with Braun Breaker. But um. Yeah, Seth Rollins is a star. Yeah, I see him. Is. I see him winning again against Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's too weekend. early for him. To for yeah, for him to lose it now for yeah. sure. But it's actually a pretty decent card. Like going through, yeah, it, it is. Money in the Bank tends to be oh, one of my favorite pay per views because the ladder <clears throat> matches are always so fun. Remember during the pandemic where it was like a a chase? <laughs> they had to run through the building <laughs> and stuff like that. I still haven't watched that, but I, saw, I know that was the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was nuts. All so, right. like going back to the, the Money in the Bank, the Men's Money in the Bank match. Yeah. If Logan Paul wins and then cashes in on Seth at the end of the night, I will Ooh. throw something. Damn. Because like basically, like they use money in the bank to pretty much set up yeah. SummerSlam now. But so, Logan ain't gonna be around enough to be. I've already though. said if if it's only if, a month. if we come oh, out yeah. that match and it's not LA Knight winning that that money in the bank briefcase, problem. <laughs> Shell said I'm really interested to see who is going to beat Roman for the title. Cody. Yeah. Eventually. It will. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be a big payoff. I'm, I'm trusting the process. Unless they combine titles in the Seth. I'm just saying. I'm throwing that it. That would there. make sense though. Like it could be. Yeah. But all right, Money in the Bank. Check it out this weekend. Money I'm gonna definitely bank. be watching it. Show me what you drink. We've gone on wrestling a minute. Right. And it's the week that Tim ain't here. And he'd he have been excited. Yeah, exactly. He listening right now. Oh man, I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> man, they even bring up the fact that. <laughs> Sick ass nigga. We only got two things left. You want to just knock the last two out? Sure. Uh, we'll start on the low note. Chicago trash. Super trash. Well, Chicago's GM announced that the expectation is that Alonzo Ball will not be back next season. Um, like that's being hinted at in reports previously. That's um, trash. Came directly from the GM. So was it them shoes, bro? What <sighs> could be? Some got him. Man, I hate to see and this. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, it's when he went to Chicago, we were like, why isn't New Orleans bringing him back? Like, he's young, he mm-hmm. played really well. Like, B.I. and I think Zion. He just started being able to shoot. He just started shooting. Yeah, right. He just started shooting. Yeah, he switched his whole like, game. It was just around. odd. Like, you would let a 23 year old or however old he was at the time, mm-hmm. like, just walk for basically nothing I think they got like that young in a second round pick or some shit and when he played for Chicago you are like dang New Orleans stupid yeah. and then he got hurt and it was like I'm this super is just excited, like I we've talked we if you listen to this show yeah you know how me and Ken in particular feel about the ball brothers absolutely did y'all see that Jello got uh Miss Nikki baby pregnant from Love and Hip Hop you ever watch Love and Hip Hop no, Miss Nikki who I'm gonna I'm show gonna you these kids Nikki baby Nikki baby no one let me see oh okay I was like, not, not Miss Nikki. Hey, okay, Jello. Hey man, Zion ain't the only one. I don't need them to make some better decisions. <laughs> with <them. laughs> Zion got a fatal attraction though. I never seen her before. Oh, she looks alright though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see you, boss. 
Yeah, art. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, WNBA All-Star starters were named um, over the weekend. Um, in no particular order, we have Indiana center Aaliyah Boston, yeah, Las Vegas guard. Sorry? No, so she's been balling. She has been. She's a rookie and mm-hmm. starting in the All-Star game. Like, and it's deserved, too. Yeah, like, she's, she's definitely been, been balling. <laughs> um, the Las Vegas Aces got three. So point guard Chelsea Gray, who... Fun team to watch. Dog, that pass she got off the other night. Fun team to watch. Chelsea Gray is like my favorite WNBA player to watch. Mm. Like, Arike is my favorite just because, you know, 414. Yeah. But <laughs> Chelsea Gray is my favorite to watch because mm. she's a killer. Like, she's a point guy for real. Yeah. Point goddess. Like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, and like, I just love the way that she controls the game. Um, and she can dominate the game without even scoring. Like, she can score, too, but, like, she doesn't have she to, to, especially on this yeah. team. Um, I mean, the team is stacked. That's, they pretty right. have an all-star team. And they like, got for three real. starters, and one of them is not Candace Parker or yeah. Kelsey Plume. Like, <laughs> which is nuts. Which Kelsey is probably going to be a reserve. I don't know about Candace at this point, but she's an all-timer, so it don't even yeah, matter if she's all-star here or she not. Goat. Um, but, yeah, like I said, they have three starters, so Chelsea Gray, Asia Wilson, and Jackie Young. Jackie Young been hooping this year. Balling, mm-hmm. balling. Um, Phoenix center Brittany Griner. Um, Phoenix has not been playing well. They have nah. not. Their coach actually got fired over. I saw that. It was, like, it was what two and ten or something. Yeah, like that? they've been playing horrible. Yeah. They've been playing like out of sorts. Like they haven't like gelled at all yeah, during the offseason. It's definitely chemistry stuff. Yeah, that's all it is. Cause and it started last year because remember, like um, it seemed like DC and Skylar Diggins Smith were kind of like yeah, going at each yeah. other on uh-huh. social. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just, it, it seems like it's a chemistry thing. Um, Seattle guard Jewel Lloyd, Arike. Arike, um, she be balling. Is Arike the best 30, basketball 30 player from the Milwaukee area? You say is she? Yes. Of all time, or no, just no, no, like, like in current the game right now? now? Yeah, I would say yeah. I would say yes. Cause I mean, it's her, it's her. and then you got Hero Pool. Mm. No, I take those. Yeah, those are the big three. Like Looney's a good role. Like, yeah, yeah, I I definitely would say. And she got the bigger role on her team. Yeah, yeah, I was saying she is the star. (laughs) I mean, Jordan gonna get his shot this year with Washington, but like he gonna put up stupid numbers. I'm looking forward to watching it. I am too. I am, bro. But shout out to I think I think it is Enrique. Yep, shout out four one four. She was killing people in high school too. Like I remember. It was her and Diamond Stone because I think they're cousins. Like when he was at Dominican. I she forgot was. about Diamond Stone. Was she that Divine Savior? Divine Savior, Holy Angel. Yeah. And then her brother in the NFL. Like that's just an athletic ass family. Anyway, um, uh, Sparks forward Neka Agumake. Hey. Dallas forward Satu Sabali. Um, New York forward center Brianna Stewart. Um, and I'd already named Asia Wilson and Jackie Young. So those are your five starters. When is the, do you remember when All Star Game is? I can look coming up up for some reason. July 16th stands out. Yeah, I was I like, I know it's coming up a few weeks, I believe. Um, but while they looking up that WNBA has been very enjoyable. Um, the deal that they got with Ion TV, their Ion production Ion. wise has gotten a lot better, um, and the product is there. Like if y'all been watching even um, women's um, college. Um, basketball has been great so if y'all haven't if y'all been waiting for the chance or for the opportunity to start watching WNBA um, to like right now is the best time for y'all to start yeah 
Me too. July 15th is the All-Star game. Okay. That's a day off. It's a Saturday, yep. Yeah. And, and they going to be in Vegas for the All-Star game. When are you well, I'll, I'll be gone by then. Hmm. No. I'll be gone by then. I was hoping to actually catch an Aces game while I was out in Vegas, but my schedule has changed. I will not be able to do so anymore. I was like, dang. I'm like, beautiful facility for Jersey. For sure. I couldn't find one when I went a couple years ago. I'll definitely stop in there, stop in the 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 team shop, (laughs) pick up some gear. Yeah, that's that's the last uh, last, uh, topic that we had here. Uh, We do have a blow to whistle. Go ahead and get that off, and then we can get on out. No, we got the drop. I don't have my phone. It's all good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? DM up. That's enough out of you. Oh, I do got it. You got the old one or you got the? I don't know. Let me see. The last one is blow the whistle. <laughs> Duh, that was super. That was. Old. I was like, damn, I forgot, <laughs> about that. I forgot about that one. Blow the whistle. <laughs> I think it is the old one. Blow the whistle. <laughs> Blow the whistle. <laughs> we whistled as hard as we could to get that off for that drop. Uh, I'm smiling too much. I can't even do it. Um, Sham Sharania. Sham. Got into a little, little bit of hot water. Um, so in the lead up to the NBA draft, he sent out a series of tweets um, regarding who the Charlotte Hornets were leaning towards um, with the second pick. Obviously, you know if you've been following it, it was between Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Walsh has been pretty solid like the entire time. He was saying Charlotte likes um, Brandon Miller. Um, Shams Especially in the days Leading up to the draft Was kind of like I don't know There's some late momentum For Scoot Henderson Um, And then obviously It wound up being Brandon Miller was the pick (laughs) Afterwards Woj was petty as fuck As he usually is Um, But he's like All along (laughs) Wanted Brandon Miller Um, But where he got in trouble Is that Shams is employed By is it DraftKings FanDuel. or FanDuel? FanDuel. FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Um, he even got their logo in his header on his Twitter account. Yeah, like some of his news hits are presented by FanDuel. FanDuel. Um, and FanDuel takes wagers on... Real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, takes wagers on, you know, draft picks, essentially. So, like, in the days leading up to the draft, the odds fluctuated wildly. Like, basically, oh, like, man. when Shams would do reports, it's like, okay, you still leaving the door open... Mm-hmm. Um, certain people put money down on it on Vanduul. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just it's, it's the because they're thinking they got there. the you know yeah. right the inside scoop. So it's just like as and it's not necessarily Sham specifically, but like as we move forward into this kind of new frontier of mm-hmm. sports gambling being mm-hmm. not just legalized, but like embraced completely by the leagues and by the different media companies. It's yeah. like. We still have to make sure that the reporting and that the games themselves aren't being unduly affected by, you know, like gambling money. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. you really got to make sure that you are completely, um, like, 
gambling has always been a part of sports. Like, I'm not yeah. even going to pretend like it wasn't. Like, there's mm-hmm. always, it's always been there. Like, there's a reason why we talk about, like, underdogs and favorites. Like, that yeah, comes exactly. from gambling, yeah, right? It's like, oh, there's, you know, the spread is seven points or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's like, it's always been there. But, like, now it's like that veil is completely lifted away. But, like, that also means that, you know, like, we got to be much more vigilant about, like, how much of the coverage is just, like, dictated by these sports. Like, yeah. Even if Shams was completely like he was just going off of like what his sources were telling him, like mm-hmm. now you've introduced the possibility of things not being on the up and up. Yeah, and you know because these leagues and these media companies are pushing like, oh, do FanDuel, do DraftKings, mm-hmm. do yeah. this, do that. That's yeah. It's like more people are getting into gambling. It's like you're you could really fuck up somebody's life. Yeah, because it's just. I'm uncomfortable by it. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's a necessary evil at this point, but like I'm just uncomfortable by the the just how I'm trying not to use a big word, but just how ubiquitous it right, is. Tony. Like in everything in sports media now, it's like mm-hmm. the halftime show presented by Draft oh, yeah. Kings, or like they put little skits and interludes into yeah, the game. It's like who's gonna hit things. the next shot? Yeah, oh, it's gonna be Jordan Poole with a three from the corner. It's like. <laughs> why is this part of, why is this part of it yeah or like sports center has a segment every day it's like mm-hmm. you know best bets or bad yeah, bets or whatever daily like it. it's like everything, everything is gambling related it's like yeah i get it for some people it's just harmless fun but like mm-hmm. for some people really got it that's why they have they to got, say right really addicted to it it'd be like three minutes of like you know in california uh, dial 8665 if yeah. you have a gambling right like exactly. it's like yeah, it's a problem, and putting those little disclaimers at the end don't do shit at all. Like it's just like a cover yo I won't ask type mm-hmm. of. Uh, so can I blame you? Right, but no, we can still blame you because I don't know. I'm just made uncomfortable by it, and especially like Sean's um, behavior over the last week is is just it. Mm. So with that, um, so he has that um, that deal with FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Do you think that FanDuel, like in his contract, they're telling him to run news by them before he reports it, so they can I'm not have make the first, that you know, like the number accusation. one accusation? Okay. Like, I, I think we would need a lot more evidence yeah. to point to that. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you're employed by somebody, like, the conflict of interest is there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like even if you aren't outwardly biased by working for FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Like you want to do well for the company that pays you, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. In my day job, like I have to worry about like conflicts of interest right. in presentations that are being made by certain people, and it's like, mm-hmm. even like the relationship being there is the problem in and of itself because like you, the bias, the bias is implicit. You don't like, realize it sometimes, so you have to acknowledge where you might yeah. have a conflict, even if you're like, I won't be biased, like it's. Mm-hmm. Like you can go Implicit. in with the best of intentions, but it's like if you're, if you have a financial stake in this company doing well, mm-hmm. like you're going to be biased regardless. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, again, like I'm just made uncomfortable by, it, and this is an example of why I don't like it. I see a comment from Sir Go Getter in the comments. The last thing the media world needs is more reasons to distrust them. I want to believe Shams meant well, but it's a very tricky needle for media members to thread if they're involved with gambling organizations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Well I said. See, uh, Dwayne said, yeah, it's everywhere in regards to like gambling. It is. Hey, I remember I went to 
Detroit and then on to Toronto last year. And like there were so many billboards for like the MGM app or you know, like the different <laughs> like it's just like it's everywhere. Yeah. Cause like they had just legalized it, I think, in, in Michigan. It's so, like they were making a really big push, but it's just like it was gambling and weed. <laughs> all the signs. <laughs> all the all the billboards. <laughs> It's like I get like there are responsible adults. Like most people are responsible adults. Like you know they have their vices, but like they keep them in check. But like there's a reason why like these things are discouraged for so long is because like yeah. certain people have addictive personalities and like mm-hmm. they're gonna latch on to. <clears throat> well, all right. All money ain't good money. Well, that's the show this week, y'all. Unless you win it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good when you win it. Until you seek it right back into <laughs> whoever you can win it from. We hope y'all enjoyed. Uh, best wishes to Tim as he continues to recover Absolutely. Uh, from his illness. And uh, if you are a praying individual, throw some up for my family as we lay Uncle Tony to rest this week. Um, parting words. Only thing that's been on my heart, really, with my aunt being gone now is loving your people while they're here, especially the people who have influenced you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or are part of the reason as to why you are who you are like those crucial people who some days you, you talk to them and you just don't think to say like you know I appreciate you for everything that you've done or whatever the case may be um, get those words out because you never know when that last day is going to be and I am very 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 thankful that my uncle Tony knew exactly how I felt about him um, and he knew the role he played in my life I told him to his face, thank you for being my dad. I appreciate you. You raised me. Thank you for helping me get on, like, my credit up. Thank you for making me love sports. But, man, I'm going to miss picking up the phone to call him with random questions that we have from the show. Like, he actually watched Dude Play. Call your uncle real quick and see what he say. Like, I'm going <laughs> I'm to miss those. And for Uncle Tony, uh, I'm going I'm to be watching some tiny Archibald film because that was his favorite, his favorite hooper. Tiny Archibald. So, loving your people, y'all. Be kind. And if you are in Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, if you ain't got to go outside, don't. The air is disgusting. Man. We're going to get out of here because we got to get back home into some more safe air. (laughs) If you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, these PSN, 2K, and Hogwarts streets. At Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E. And shout out to Shells in the comment. Long live Unc. For show. For show, for show. Even my 2K player wearing 24. Now people say, oh, that's for Kobe? I said, no, that's Uncle Tony. <laughs> and if you also want to catch her, you can see her tomorrow at Broken Bat Brewery. Broken Bat. 8 p.m.? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. shop. Like on both uh, live show. Be there or be square. Um, but uh, <laughs> what am I at Bucks Burner on Twitter? That's all you get. Yep. I'll be. I did live tweet the draft um, from the Tech File account. Um, and we'll also be reacting to free agency as it kicks off on Friday night slash Saturday. Cannot wait. Um, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. Um, K Harris two sixteen and on Twitter and Snapchat. And it's not your boy, T I M K I N Z the number three <laughs> on all his social media platforms. We out of here, y'all. Be safe. Be easy. What, what Tim be easy. <laughs> <laughs> dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. <laughs> Tim be saying just some wild stuff. That's whatever pops in. Whatever pops in his head. <laughs>